none of these guys would 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 identify as gay. We are just guys who identify as straight, who like sexual contact with men. Welcome back to Other People's Lives. I'm Joe Sanigato. I'm Greg Dybeck. For anyone out there that would like to be a guest on our show, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Our email is oplpodcast at gmail.com. Just send us an email and we'll get back to you. Yeah. And sometimes the show is best when we're just speaking to a guest who wants to get a secret off their chest and talk about something that no one in their life knows about. In this case, we're speaking to a man who reached out. He's married to a woman. He has grandchildren but he is sleeping with men on the side. So he's here to talk all about this uh, secret that he has. And we've got the guests on the line. Thank you so much for being on today. Thank you for having me. Yeah, so can you just sort of recap the email that you sent us where you just sort of explained this situation that you're in uh, that your wife and nobody else knows about? Well, what... Let's see, I don't even, it's been, it's been at least 25 years. And so I don't even know how it got, oh, I know how it got started. It got started once when I was looking through Craigslist and I saw a lot of men for men kind of advertisements and uh, and a lot of them said they were married. And so I, I had never seen that before. And so it kind of intrigued me. And so I, I, I responded to one of the, one of those uh, messages and I had a guy respond back and we met up that, that morning and the rest is history. Was that the first time that you had experimented with men? No, no, not at all. In, in high school, when I played football, there was a couple of guys on our, our team that, that I experimented with. There were uh, little dalliances, you know, as I was, when I was in college. In college, it got pretty, I kind of got a little bit out of control because we had, we had a restroom where you could, if you went to the restroom, it was on the lower level of one of the buildings and not a lot of traffic was down there. And so uh, it made it, it made it easy to invite somebody into a, um, into a, a stall. So next to you. do you identify as gay or bisexual? I actually, I know this is going to sound crazy. I don't identify as either. I just, I just identify as straight. I, what, what I've, what I've told myself the last, you know, year since I was a teenager, I, I do enjoy women. I enjoy the way they feel, the way they smell the way the way they make love and how and all of that but sometimes i get just a really intense craving to be around a guy and not just be around a guy but to to feel him to hold him you know to have him on top of me to have me on top of him and it's not just and it is pretty it pretty is pretty much is just sexual it's not like I'm seeking a, a romantic romance with this person. And so that's what makes finding married men so much easier because they're not looking for a relationship at all. They, they have a relationship, 
with their wives, just like I have a relationship with my wife. And so I, I do have two or three guys that I do see on a regular basis. And uh, we have a strict, you know, no, I, no identification policy. If I see him at the mall or if I'm out with my wife in a restaurant and I happen to see him, it's as if I don't even see him. It's how, as if we don't even know each other. How and we've gotten? I was go going to say, how often is regularly? Like, how often do you see them? Um, before the pandemic, maybe two or three times a week, and maybe multiple multiple mm-hmm. guys. And most of the most of the time, uh, we played safe. But once once I started having like a regular pool of guys, I didn't really worry about playing safe so much, and neither did they. Uh, we were tested regularly, and that you know that all that always played out just fine. So I, I really admit I've I've been really lucky to have that many years and not have any kinds of issues like that. Of course, if I did, that would be a dead giveaway. Wow. Right. So. You identify as straight. You, I guess, yeah. always knew that you wanted to marry a woman. But when you married your wife, were you still sleeping with men? Or was there a period when you first got married that you hadn't been with any men? There was a period that when we first got married from, i say, for about five or six years, maybe seven years, when we were, when we were starting a family, that I didn't sleep with men. Was I your was your intention to just stay married, stay faithful, and never see other men, or did you th- always right. think that it might pop up again in your life? Uh, well, you know, I, I, I didn't really think of it that way. I just thought, you know, I I enjoy my wife. We're we're building a family. We're having kids. Uh, the feelings, the emotions, the attractions that I'm having, I will just deal with them. And lay them aside. And so for seven years, I did. But then uh, we moved. We moved out of the area where we were to uh, a whole nother town. And that's when I discovered the Craigslist ads. And from that day on, I I would have. I've always had jobs that gave me the freedom to work at home or to work remotely or to you know to work out of town. And so it was very easy to have the house to myself, you know, maybe three or four days a week, maybe, you know, maybe five days a week. And if I knew I was going to have it five days a week, you know, and if I was really feeling needy, I mean, we could, I could see four or five guys. In a, in a, in five days, you mean? In one day. Oh, Oh, in one day. And this is happening in your own home? It's, it, yeah, it's happening in our home. And so you said 25 years of this and your wife has never like come close to finding out what's happening? No, no. Wow. Never given her any reason to. She, she, she wouldn't know. She wouldn't suspect. So I can understand part of this is satisfying this urge for you, but yeah. does any part of you feel bad that you're having such consistent affairs essentially um no i i guess i because i enjoy it 
and uh, and the guys that I'm that I'm with, they they really enjoy it, and the mindset is the same. We've kind of convinced each other somehow that we're just ha- we're just getting a drink of water. Well, we're at the water fountain for two hours or maybe three hours. It's an interesting and, way to put it. Yeah. So so that's kind of how I see it. I just I just I'm really thirsty. I just need a glass of water. Uh, and, and the guy that I'm meeting, he's of course, you know, there's a lot of uh, maybe there's three or four emails back and forth before somebody comes over. Because I want to make sure that in the town where we live, we're both very visible. And so I want to make sure that I'm not inviting somebody over who's like the principal of the school. Right. And I would mm-hmm. recognize him and he would recognize me. That would be terrible. So to this day, you're still meeting up with, uh, you know, men you don't really know. I mean, you have these three or four that you said that you see regularly, but you're still yeah. finding new... <laughs> People. Well, right before the pandemic, uh, the Craigslist, those kinds of ads went away. And so there's other things like double list and uh, just like sometimes word of mouth. So it, it curtailed it, it curtailed my activity for a while. And of course, then COVID slipped in. And so I, I completely stopped. But since COVID has been you know, diminished to some degree. I probably see maybe four or five guys and most of them are not new. Most of them are our guys that I know Mm -hmm. I've been with for 10, 15 years. And we keep it, you know, we're kind of silly because we, every time I open the door, I never know the scenario that we're going to play. You know, they may say, Hey Bob, my, my lawnmower stopped working. Can I take a look at your lawnmower because this is the exact same as mine? Oh yeah, come on in, Larry. And so I, so we do this whole scenario, you know, where we're, we're doing this pretending thing, and we just kind of act out. We move the move the, move the move the play around to, hey, would you like to go to the basement and have a beer before you go back and mow? You're looking pretty hot. Sure, yeah, I will. Yeah, take off your shirt. You know what? We can hang it over here to dry out. And then there we go. So there's a lot of role playing involved in these interactions. Yeah, uh, especially since the ba- the pandemic was lifted, it, it's a lot of it, a lot more than previously. There was always some because some guys just like to do that, and I was never like that before. But I found it to be kind of fun. Also, is I have I have I have a couple of guys that will write out a whole script that they want, that they want, want to use. Wow. And want me to use. Now, when you have sex with your wife, is there any similar sort of role play or is that not the case? So is that sort of a whole other sexual experience that you're getting fulfilled with the guys? It is. It's a whole different, it, the, my, my sexual experiences with my wife are, feel they are just as satisfying they are just as uh they're actually more intimate because there's not again there's not a lot of intimacy with the guys there's a lot of lot of friendship kind of thing going on but it's not like i'm falling in love with you or this is bringing us closer or i feel like this is making us one 
Whereas with my wife, that's, those are the kinds of feelings and the emotions that I have. But I have found that not only myself, but other guys have the same urge and desire to have that, that, uh, the contact that we would have with our wives, but just have it with a guy. It's really interesting because majority of these men like you are married to women oh, with children yeah. and I- identifying yeah. as straight. All of them, all of them have been married. I, not one, not one gay identifying person ever. Everybody, the first thing I look for is a wedding ring and they all have a wedding ring and they all, you know, they all look and dress and act like, they're married. They talk about things that married guys talk about, you know, maybe without giving away a lot of, a lot of their personal information, you know, they'll talk about the kids and, and you know, the neighborhoods they live in and uh, how we have to be very discreet and, you know, maybe if this works out, we can, we can, we can meet up again. We have those kinds of conversations and you would be surprised that the guys that knock on the door they are in, they are white collar guys who are professors at universities. They are people in the medical field. They are people who work at the Jiffy Lube. They're people who work at a construction site who on their lunch was reading it and then decided to come over. They're guys who they, it goes across the board. You cannot, you cannot tell. You would not know. This guy in his three-piece suit who is able to get away for three hours because he's the, the manager in his office or because he's the CEO where he works. So his absence from work is not questioned. He could be having a business lunch. He could be meeting up with somebody for a lot of reasons. And that's how it was with me, too. Wow. So, it's- so that's, how, that's how I always had the time. So it's just a bunch of straight guys having sex with each other in it a is. way. It really is. A lot of straight married guys with kids. Do you, why have you never considered identifying as gay or bisexual? Like why only label yourself as straight? I don't know. It's just never, it's never been anything that I felt like I needed to to identify as or I needed to come out for or or, or, or anything like that. I, plus I have a, I don't, I don't, I guess part of it is, I don't think I would be identifying myself as gay because of the kind of life that I want to live. What does that Where, mean? You know, the, the, you know, great jobs in the six figures, great, you know, great house, you know, send my kids to Europe on vacation for, four weeks every year. My wife and I would take vacations. Um, and I just in the environment that I've always circled in, a lot of that would go away. I think the, the job may not. Right. But at the time that I started, things weren't even as, as open as they are right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even mean was, publicly identify, but even just for yourself. I, 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 I'm, I, I, I don't need to, I'm, I'm fine. Just identifying as who I am. Okay. And also you said earlier that this started because you were reading, uh, like these Craigslist postings, 
Um, but that kind yeah. of went away. So are, are you putting up postings now and like kind of inviting people, uh, inviting these men over uh, in some way? Yeah. And what, what do you do to attract these men with these like postings? Well, the a typical, yes, I have. As a matter of fact, last week I, I posted two times and I met up with, and I had never met up with these guys before. They were both married. Uh, one had teenagers, the other had adult children. They're very, uh, very successful in their jobs. And I'll put, to get their attention, I've, I'll put something like uh, married man seeking male contact with another married guy. This is what I like. This is what I like to do. Tell me what you like to do. Tell me what you don't like to do. Tell me, tell me where you live within, you know, a, a certain radius to where I'm living. And then if they, if they contact me back, and they usually do, and they usually share that information, uh, most of the times there's no pictures that are, that, are, that are traded. Every now and then there'll be a guy who's very, who's, who's very, very needy, and maybe he's gone a long time without, without any contact. And so to, to make sure that he gets to come over, he might send a picture. So you know, like, look at me, I'm a normal guy. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not a crazy guy. And I've never had any incident that has happened at my house that, that, that would make me feel it's unsafe. And, and I live in this, this delusional world where my neighborhood, my community is really a... You know, there's no place is safe, and I'm not pretending that my where I live is super safe because tragedy happens everywhere. But it's a neighborhood of high earners, you know, pretty straight laced guys, you know. And so, when you get somebody like that, those are the kind of guys that would answer the ad, you know. Right. Like, and how do you, you know I mean? how do you hide this from your neighbors? Even I mean, are they walking straight up to the front door? Like, are people not noticing that? Yeah, like. They're walking up to the street. They're walking up to the front door. Well, it's not like there's a parade of men. Right. Like maybe somebody will come at seven thirty, and then they'll leave. Maybe and maybe that guy has a a suit and a tie or a really nice suit and a tie. He might even have on a Rolex watch. Uh, and then maybe around eleven or twelve is when the guys who uh, work on construction sites usually will answer the ad. And they'll come and they'll wear their their tool belts. So if my neighbor were to see them, and most of our neighbors uh, are are not home, because like I said, it's a high earning neighborhood. So husbands and wives are are gone from their you know from their from their home. So they they wouldn't ever see me. I did have a neighbor next door, but she was elderly, and so she she wouldn't have she would not it wouldn't have been noticeable for her. Right. So, so the guy with the tool belt. He could be coming doing something in my house. No one would know. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, somewhere after lunch, you know, the guy who is, um, you know, a, a manager or a department head or some kind of uh, accountant where he can have a little fluidity with his schedule, he might tap into me and say, hey, are you free today? Yes or no? Uh, actually, no, I'm not even in the state today. I'm traveling or, you know, and so then I'll get back to him when I get back home 
and maybe that will be two weeks out. So I will say it's not as active as it used to be only because time, people's lives change, people's schedules change, people's desires change. Uh, if, if your wife were to find out, how do you think she would react? Oh, she would be, she would be so, so angry. She wouldn't be angry about the acts she'd be angry about the lie and the deceit. Mm-hmm. That's, what, that's, that's what would, uh, because that would make her look stupid or, you know, her head buried in the sand. And, and she, she, she's none of those things. She's a very smart, bright, high-earning, intelligent person. But like I said before, I give her no reason to to ever think about it or wonder about it. She comes home and I've been home. Everything is fine. I might be even cooking dinner or have a load of laundry in and may have, you know, fucked three guys. How do you like, so where does this usually happen? I mean, you mentioned the basement. So it's like, you have to clearly clean up after this sort of thing and make sure there's no anything left behind. Like, yeah. There's, yeah, and, and sometimes we even have to take. Sometimes you'll have to take a shower. Yeah, and I have a, I have a, I have a, I have a large uh, basement that's like I don't know, sixteen, seventeen hundred square feet, and there's a full bath, a, a, a bedroom, bed, sheets, towels, uh, a living room area, all of that, and with just my wife and I being at home now. We really never have any reason. She doesn't even have any reason to go down there unless somebody is going to come from out of town and spend the night with us. And but in the meantime, I've I've cleaned up. I'm not. I've I've had lots of years to make sure that there's nothing left behind. One time, uh, one of my regular buddies, he brought over this this thing where. It's strapped in the corner of the mattresses, and you put uh, Velcro cuffs on on his around his wrist and around his feet. And so he wanted to have that kind of an experience. I mean, we didn't be, I didn't beat him or anything, but I just you know we just spent lots of physical contact with him in that position. And then when he was done and he left, <laughs> I forgot to take that off of the bed. And so my wife would have went down there and thought, she would have thought, what is this thing that's hooked to our bed downstairs? But I, luckily I got, I got to it before she was able to go down there. Put it in my pocket and then I threw it in the garbage. Is, is this something that you think you'll keep up sort of forever? Um, yeah, are you taking this to your grave? Yeah, because it sounds like, you know, you're, I mean, the way that you described it is your wife would be I, pretty devastated. So does that ever, like, make you feel like, oh, you know what, I'm, eventually I'm not going to do this anymore? Or is it something that at this point is just part of who you are as a person and how you're going to live your well, life? I know that there, I know that I can go without doing it for a significant amount of time. Like during the pandemic, we both were working from home. And one of our adult kids came and lived at home too. And still all three of us were quarantined. We're not going to have the guy with the tool belt knocking on the front door and saying, let's go down to the basement and look at my water heater. So no, I, so I know I can't go without it. And there are times where I will plan 
something and it could be in solid, but I'll, I'll feel like, you know what? I shouldn't do this today. So I listen to my gut a lot. And if, if I do, I just need, I just need to text one word to whoever it is who's coming, mm. you know, like, you know, it's not going to work or something like that. I'm going to be honest with you guys. When I go out and have a few drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. I'm getting older and that's getting harder for me. But that's why I use Zbiotics pre-alcohol probiotic drink. It's the world's first genetically engineered probiotic and let me tell you it is the answer that I've been looking for. It was actually invented by PhD scientists to tackle rough mornings the night after drinking. I'm no scientist, but Here's how it basically works. When you drink alcohol, it gets converted into a toxic byproduct in your gut, and it's this toxic byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next morning. And Zbiotics pre-alcohol probiotic produces an enzyme that breaks this byproduct down. You get what I'm saying? So just remember to make Zbiotics pre-alcohol probiotic your first drink of the night, drink responsibly, and then you'll feel your best tomorrow. I won't lie to you guys, I was a little on the fence about this product. I wasn't sure that it would actually have an impact, but honestly, I do use this now on the nights that I go out drinking. I make it my first drink, and then next day, I'm so much more productive and present than I typically am after a night of drinking. This holiday season, give your friends and family a gift that they'll actually want to use with Z-Biotics. And you can go to zbiotics.com slash OPL to get 15% off your first order when you use OPL at checkout. And Zbiotics is backed by a 100% money-back guarantee. So if you're unsatisfied for any reason, they will refund your money, no questions asked. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OPL. Use the code OPL at checkout for 15% off. And thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. It's officially time to kickstart that holiday shopping. I know typically this could be a time for panic, but you don't need to panic because Uncommon Goods has your back. How do they have your back? They have your back by making your holiday shopping stress-free by scouring the globe for the most remarkable and truly unique gifts for everyone on your list. So whether you're shopping for your mom, dad, a teenager, whoever, Uncommon Goods knows exactly what people want. I love Uncommon Goods. I use them for my shopping. I'm not going to name names here because people might be watching, but I found some really cool gifts already. Uh, specifically for some friends, I got some really cool bar cart decor and items that they're definitely not going to be expecting, but they're going to love. I've been able to get some really cool personalized gifts and artwork, candles. The selection is huge of really unique gifts uh, for people in your life. The best part is when you shop Uncommon Goods, you're supporting artists and small independent businesses, which is something I care about when I'm doing my shopping. And a lot of these products are made in small batches, so it makes them truly unique. So hurry up and go check out the site because a lot of this does sell out. For me, this is a way to find really meaningful and out of the box gifts for people, uh, not just generic stuff that you know they may even get from other people. And with every purchase you make at Uncommon Goods, they give back $1 to a nonprofit partner of your choice, and they've donated more than $2.5 million to date. 
So to get 15% off your next gift, go to uncommongoods.com slash OPL. That's uncommongoods.com slash OPL for 15% off. Don't miss out on this limited time offer. Uncommon Goods, we're all out of the ordinary. Is part of this deceit and just the secret of this, like, is that a turn on for you? Because it seems like you're able to transition pretty easily back into the husband slash father role. It really, it really isn't a turn on. It's actually, actually, you know, it's it's risky behavior and it's a little bit scary in a way, but not in a makes me hornier sort of way. Just I never want to get caught sort of way. I don't see myself doing this maybe two or three years from now. I I could see where I would, you know, what where things would, you know, where people are kind of aging out, you know, because in the beginning. We were in our, you know, mid-30s and younger, some of them. Some of them were college students. And so kind of age out and people get different jobs and they move. So I I would say maybe two or three more years. And and maybe not. I don't know. It just depends. It depends on, you know, how well I can control. If you're... uh, if your wife were to find out and ultimately you guys get separated, what do you think your life looks like then? Really lonely. Because at, because she would definitely tell our kids. Right. And they would, to- and they would totally freak out. And uh, two of my children have very high profile jobs where you would recognize them in print. And so to have have their father, you know, and something that, that scandalous would would just be devastating to them. Right. But I don't I, I don't foresee that see that happening. Of course I, I don't foresee it. But um I just I just don't think it'll uh, just don't think it'll happen. Yeah, it just seems like there's so much like riding on this like every single time that you kind of have done it um i'm just curious like why you choose to keep going back to it if there's like gigantic ramifications if this ever god forbid gets out say that again i'm just wondering like because you're saying like your children you know your life would be very lonely if you know this had got it got out your wife would probably separate from you your children who knows how they react Uh and their jobs and everything uh and then you know the life you want to live um i'm curious like what is the reason why you keep going back to this if there's potentially a huge negative downside to this that's how you know like 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 giving up smoking or overeating or anything that uh, we do that becomes, you know, I'm going to use the word compulsive and obsessive, but that's not really, that doesn't really define it. I would say when your desires are so strong that for that touch, for that smell of a guy when he's stopping by after he's been at the gym all morning for a couple hours. When, and if he's going to do that, I definitely tell him, I'm not going to wear deodorant. I don't want you to wear any deodorant either. Just come as you are. Sweaty and all. Don't shower there. So so that that's how intense that desire would be because it's about 
being with uh, just another really masculine guy. And none of these guys are, none of these guys would, would, would identify as gay. None of them have any, what would typically be called uh, gay characteristics are, are the way they walk and talk and live. Definitely wouldn't put them in uh, a community of, of gay men. They are, for all intents and purposes, we are just guys who identify as straight, who like sexual contact with men. Uh, sometimes there's kissing, sometimes there's not. It just depends on the guy. Some guys like to kiss, some guys don't like to kiss. Okay. My last question that I have is, if you were to find out that your wife was doing this, say, with women behind your back, how would you react? Would you be understanding or would you be shocked? I think without divulging my experiences to her, yes, I would be. I would be understanding because I would understand the need to have that closeness with that gender. And it's, and it's really weird. It's not like, and again, you, it's not like you see a guy walking down the street and you go, oh, that guy's hot. I like to fuck him. It's not that way at all. You know, you, you, you meet a guy and you just, you're, you're, you're revved up to have contact before you even see a person. So they may be very handsome. They may not be very handsome. Uh, usually looks doesn't play a, a large part in it, but the, their physical stature does for me. I like a really, a really strong, well-built, well-maintained guy from head to toe. Yeah, I was actually going to bring that up because you had said that most of the time you don't even know what these people look like until they show up. Yeah. And, and if... Go ahead. I was going to say, and if they show up and you're not necessarily physically attracted to them, has that ever happened? Uh, what has happened is somebody... What has happened is someone has shown up and they, sh they showed up too too late to when my family would be starting to come home, or I sent something about them that seemed unsafe. Uh huh. You know whether you know you do expect somebody to be a little bit nervous, so that's you know that's that, and so that you can recognize. But then there's other ways that other vibes that people give off because you know the the crazy part is. I'm inviting this person into my home where my wife's jewelry is, where our electronics are, where, you know, sometimes we keep cash in the house. But again, they're, I, hate to, I hate to say this, they're not that type of guy, but you know what? You don't know that type of guy because mm -hmm. the guys that I am with are not that type of guy either. And when I, when I, when I say type of guy, I mean someone that you would suspect uh, to be gay, not even close. And you know what? I think that started when I was in high school when I played on the football team. Because those guys that I, those two guys that I was having sex on our team, one was a quarterback and one was a running back, and they were as masculine and as rough and tough and hard and uh, as you can be, and no one would have expected them to be, you know having sex with another guy on the team. Hmm. And, and that lasted two years. 
Wow. So from 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 uh, from my junior year in high school all the way to my first year of college. So three years, including the summers. Yeah. And sometimes with those guys, with those two guys, sometimes I, I'd have sex twice a day with them, maybe three times a day. But again, we were very young and very, you know. Just young and ready to is go. This, <laughs> is this blowing your mind? <laughs> uh, yeah, it really is. It's, it's, it's interesting that it feels like there's almost, I don't know if community is the right word, but so many men out there that are identified. Have you seen the movie Fight Club? It feels like Fight Club, but with like sex <laughs> and, and just something that you would never see or people wouldn't talk about, but like they're just, I guess, straight men in life. Sometimes there would be so many guys to answer my Craigslist ad that I couldn't even keep track of them all. And then I'd get a text from them that would say, what the fuck, man? I thought I was going to be able to come over. You know, and I, either I didn't answer it or I'd say, sorry, sorry, bro, but, you know, I didn't have time. Yeah, and this is sort you of know, just so- reaffirming, like we've, we've had some episodes in the past. I remember the Spanker, the Naked Cuddler yeah. from mm-hmm. like years ago when we first started the show, which, funny enough, we started... Uh, because we were responding to people's Craigslist ad to get them on the show. So we know what that section was about when it existed. But we would hear a lot of the same. Like these are men with kids, with wives. Like they're coming, they're, they're, they're not gay. They're saying they're not gay. But I don't know, they just need to be spanked by another man like right. in the middle and, of their work and, day. And there could be, I, I'm not kidding you, at its, at its height, there could be you know, eight or nine guys that would respond to the ad and I would try to squeeze in as many as I can. Or if I, or if I really was still horny or still needy, I don't like to use the word horny, but if I was real still needy, I might carry over to the next day. I might find a reason to work from home the next day and then catch up with the, not run an ad the next day, but run it, you know, kind of get back to the people that I didn't get back to. Wow. And sometimes when I explain to a guy that, you know, there's already one guy coming over and he'll say, hey, ask him if he minds if I come over too. For me, the holiday season always means that the days just get a little busier and more jam packed. And for me, that sometimes makes it harder to fit in convenient and nutritious meals that I typically like to enjoy. But that's where Factor, America's number one ready to eat meal delivery service comes in. They can help you fuel up for any meal of the day with chef-prepared, dietitian-approved, ready-to-eat meals that are delivered straight to your door. So you'll save time, you'll eat well, and you'll get to stay on track with those healthy habits that you've been forming for the year. I love that you can choose from over 35 weekly flavor-packed, fresh, never-frozen meals that are ready to eat in two minutes. Yet literally two minutes. That is not a mistake. I said two minutes. They also have calorie smart meals. So if you're looking for something that is less than 550 calories per serving, they've got you covered there as well. And the best part is there is no prep and there is no mess. Those are the two things I hate most about cooking and they're the most time consuming, prepping the meal and then cleaning it up. But with Factor, again, these meals are ready to eat in 
two minutes. So you're good to go and you're going to love it. Check out their menu, see what they have, and they're going to have a fit for you. So head to factormeals.com slash OPL50 and use code OPL50 to get 50% off. That's code OPL50 at factormeals.com slash OPL50 to get 50% off. How many, how many men do you think you've had sex with since you've been married? Oh my gosh. Probably, it would be in the thousands. Whoa. Really? Yeah. Thousands well, of men since you've been married? It's 25 years. So, so yeah. Wow. And some That's a of them, lot of fucking... Some of them more than once. Most of them were more than once. So these are thousands well, of people. Let's, okay. Let's say in, in five... In, 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 in the 25 years that I've lived here in this in this area, I would say maybe 1,500. That is Easy. a lot of people. I did not expect that. Men, that women, whatever. That's just, that's a lot of sex. And you've managed to like keep this from your wife and also not run into any sort of like STD no. trouble or anything like that. Nope, never. Wow. And that's, you know, and I realize I've been lucky that way. But all the guys are, you know, that's one of the things that we say in the ad, you know, are you clean? Are, you know, are you, have you had unprotected sex with some other guy? You know, because if, if, if not, we're not going to do that. If, if you're going to want to do a variety of things or if I'm going to want to do a variety of things where uh, bodily fluids are going to be exchanged, we need to be upfront about that. And so, you know, what comes back is, dude, I'm married. No, I wouldn't. And, and that, that mm. kind of has been the safeguard because all these guys, like I said, have been married. There's only two that I think were not married. Mm. Makes sense. It's like the number one way to get caught. You know, you're like 20 years into a marriage and then all of a sudden you have an STD or something like that. Right. Yeah. Where did that come from? Right. Right. How can you have that? Has there and been, so, yeah, so, have you ever so had I, an I, affair with a woman? Mm, Almost, almost. It was it was in the workplace though, and she was pursuing me very, very, very heavily. It was kind of scary, actually. Oh. But I wouldn't. I really wouldn't have an affair with a woman because everything I need from a woman, my wife does have. Right. There's nothing about her that's undesirable, and there's nothing about my physical, sexual life with her, or intellectual life with her. That is undesirable. But set that aside, when I when I really get needy, I need I, I need a guy. Do you consider it do you consider it to be cheating or do you sort of classify it as something else because it's not a woman? I don't know what I classify it as. I can't I really I know we like to put things in boxes, but I can't with this can't really put it in a box because I don't even know why that desire is so intense. And it's not, and it's not like I'm an odd duck. There's a lot of married guys that seek out pleasure from guys. I've had guys meet up with me who are 60 and 70 years old. 70? 70. 70. 
Wow. And they are and they are just fine. They are we have a very satisfying time. Wow. Well, I mean that is quite a life you're living over there. I mean, I did not expect that number. Uh it sounds like it has to be pretty frequent. And even now, like I mean, today is Friday. So yeah. it, has there so been a few week, guys this week? Two guys this week and I three guys last week. Uh and two the two guys last week were the same two guys this week and one guy that I hadn't seen in a while. Okay. Uh, well, we really, really thank you for being so honest with us. Um, I think that's what helps make the show so interesting is to get a perspective like yours uh, and just I, complete, you know, honesty about your situation and, and the life that you're living. And, you know, and I won't pretend to see, I won't pretend that it's okay. I'm not doing that. I'm not pretending that, uh, that it's, that it's anything that you would choose to do. But if you're going to do it, it has to be as foolproof as, as it can be. And probably now is the time to, since things have slowed down since the pandemic, maybe now is the time to live my life um, not, not needing that contact. Because it's full-on contact from head to toe. I mean, these guys, we want every part of us um, caressed and felt and you know, just the weight, you know, like if I have sex with my wife and I'm in a missionary position, when I'm with a, when I'm with a, uh, a guy, I like to feel the weight of his body on top of me. So it's like a, you're it's, switching roles. Not all the time. Okay. Sometimes, but not all the time. And maybe we'll do both. Both people will do both. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe. Sounds like a lot well, of creative maybe, freedom. In, in this oh we do we we do and and we've we've played around a little bit with uh, uh being on each other in the showers and that kind of thing but you know nobody gets really into that because you know then you got to take a shower and then you got then why are you using all these towels downstairs why you know why why is the, why 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 is the mirror foggy in the basement the one time my wife never goes to the basement, she goes down there looking for something and the mirror's foggy. You know, how do I explain that? So wow. we keep it, we, 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 we have a lot of good sexual contact. And I know the average guy can't imagine that. And you know what's even more torturous than that? I have a friend that I've had for 46 years and I desire to have him so bad so bad like in my 20s when uh we actually were roommates for a while and i would and he would walk around without his shirt and just uh you know his tiny whiteies and he was super masculine hard redheaded freckles you know nice feet legs thighs and i would sometimes i would cry you would cry yeah the desire would be i mean i wouldn't like just have waterworks but I would the the feeling would be so intense to have him, and then it's to think, what if I told him that that's what I wanted, and then, you know, it ruined the friendship. 
Uh, yeah. And that's where the te- that's where the tears would come in. Once he had something where he asked me to look at his testicles because he had something wrong, and so he pulled back the sheets and he didn't have any any pants, any you know, any underwear on, and I thought I was gonna die. Uh, he had the biggest set of balls I've ever seen <laughs> in my life, and tons of red hair down there, and you know, his balls were bigger than his penis, but I have a feeling he's a, a grower. But yeah, but I was I was sick for three days. Sick. Sick because I kept seeing the vision of his. Yeah, you just got the balls flaunted, and you can't have them. You would be sick too if you wanted that. I can't have my. And you can't risk that because it will ruin everything. I don't want to ruin my marriage. I wouldn't want to ruin my marriage. And the funny thing is, he has a daughter who uh, who has come out gay. And I, I, I monitored his response to it, and it wasn't that good. All right. Mm, okay. You were, like, but judging to been, see if there's a, ever a chance in the future, but... Well, there have been times where I think he was giving me permission, but I wasn't 100% sure. Like, we'd be watching a movie in, in, in my room, and he'd fall asleep in my bed with just, you know, with just a pair of gym trunks on Get up and go to your own fucking room because right now you're going to have to leave and I'm going to have to jack off. <laughs> Are you laughing? Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, yeah. you're getting us right now. But yeah. I, we, appreciate, we appreciate all the detail. It is terrible. I feel, I feel horrible for you. But the uh, you're very I descriptive. Can that is hard. It's, it's hard. I can imagine that it is completely hard to imagine. And, and it is, but just imagine something that you desire very strongly, yeah. And that you, if you go without it for a while, then you want to eat all of it or have all of it. And that's when I would see five or six or seven guys in a week or in a day. When I when I when I backed off for a really really long time, I found that if I just fed the monster, you know, gradually or periodically, and sometimes guys would shoot me a text or an email. And ask if they could get together, if I was at home or was I in town or, you know. And so sometimes those kind of repeat guys you feel very comfortable with. Hmm. And, of course, we do the whole role play. You know, like, who's coming over? Yeah. I want to, I want to come over and talk to you about life insurance. Oh, are you going to wear your suit and tie? Yeah. And shoes? Yeah. Okay, don't put on any deodorant and don't wear any socks. Jeez. Well, I think we have the the best understanding of this dynamic that we could. Um, I feel like we could talk all day about examples. Oh, yeah. We we do have to wrap up. But seriously, again, like, thank you for... You're one of the most honest guests we've had on the show. Yeah. And and you've shared all these details of your life, and and we appreciate it. And like I said before, that's what makes this show possible. And I got really scared (laughs) the last time I thought, I can't. What if some random person that that you know somewhere recognizes my voice and mm-hmm. and asks my wife, "Hey, is he on a podcast? Is Larry on a podcast? Is Jim on a podcast?" Yeah, you know, yeah. so you don't, you know, so I I freaked out. It's like the guy knocks on my door and I tell him, uh, "This is not going to work today." 
Yeah, no, I know we, and, and this is a conversation that we want to have. So for everyone listening and watching what he's referring to is we had it scheduled, he backed out, but then he came back to us. And like I said, we do appreciate it. And as we discussed prior to the call, uh, you'll obviously remain 100,000% anonymous with your voice completely okay. altered. So that's what everyone's hearing right okay. now. Uh, but, but we do appreciate you getting back to us. And this was a uh, really, uh, opened our minds a lot. So, you know, we thank you so much for that. Okay. And thank you for letting me, I feel like I've unburdened myself to some degree. Well, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad that you feel that way too. Sometimes, you know, people, when they have secrets You're like this, only, we're the only people yeah. who know. No, nobody else knows. Wow. Well, we, we take that very seriously. Yeah, so thank, thank you, you for, okay. for choosing our platform. All right. Well, thank you. All right. Have a good one. Okay. Bye. We're not laughing at him, people watching this. No, I'm like, I'm, I just, it, I wasn't expecting that at all. It just, the second wind of that conversation <laughs> just really, really took us by surprise. And he's quite the storyteller. He so. The biggest set of balls really set me off. Yeah. Like, yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> He'll understand, I think. Yeah, I hope so. He called us out. Are you guys laughing? <laughs> yeah, dude, we're laughing. Sorry, you better go to your fucking bed or I'm going <laughs> to jack off. <laughs> yeah, that's, I mean, look, uh, also... This is insanely fucked up, which he knows. Yeah. Um, you know, you're, you're fucking 1,500 guys while you're married is pretty married brutal. Married with kids, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, my question still kind of remains where I was just like, you know, considering all that you could lose if this gets out, like, is it worth it? Um, which I feel like is an easy question for a lot of people, but this kind of... Like, fucking at this clip is kind of a lot. Yeah. You know, like, maybe it is worth it to him. I would say, yeah, I think, you know, he said the compulsion, the desire, uh, there's... It almost sounds like he, an addiction. Yeah. I don't think he's going to be able to stop this right now, but it seems like maybe he is toying with the idea of trying to live without it. But I don't know. How do you just... I don't I, know. I just can't really go cold turkey from that, can 1500. you? 1,500 guys in 25 years and still racking up the points like he's you know he's he's gonna be in the league for a long time i think uh what does that even come out to like i don't know but it's what a wild dynamic to hear like just a a bunch of men identifying as straight men i straight married men think about that too he said about 1500 guys in 25 years and only two of them weren't married. So yeah. all of these men, for whatever reason, are in seemingly heterosexual relationships. Yeah. Uh, I, you have to assume that the, uh, their situation is similar to his, where it's like, I am straight, yeah. presenting to everybody, but I like to have sex with men. Yeah. That's wives are out there worried about their husbands meeting up with other women. Yeah. You gotta watch out when he goes out with the boys. Honestly, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean I mean it is <laughs> yeah. I wonder how common that actually is. I mean, it sounds like it is. And from honestly from the show, you even mentioned like the naked color and the spanker, or whatever. You know, a lot of these straight men are seeking out men. Yeah. Yeah, we've this is not the first time we've heard it. Not at um, all. 
first time we've heard it to this extent, but yeah, that this is, I don't know what to call it. I don't know what to classify it, but this is a thing. And, uh, there's a lot of straight men married right now that are just boning dudes. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That's, that's all we know. We'll continue to investigate further, I guess. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I I just, I, I wish that, you know, there could be more communication in these situations talk to your wives if you have these compulsions yeah. instead of, you know, probably going out and having sex with 1,500 men. I don't know if that's the best way to go about because, it. Because, like, I know it's hard for him to label these things, but, like, this is cheating, this is having an affair yeah. at, like, an extremely high level with someone that would be completely distraught if yeah. they were to find that out. Right. And that's never cool. No, but I guess you have to respect the honesty here um, for sure. Uh, which we do, and we thank him for you know coming on and telling us his story um, that he's never told anyone. So uh, if anyone out there would like to be a guest on our show as well, uh, don't hesitate to reach out to us. Our email is oplpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, just send us an email and we'll get back to you. Yeah, follow us on Instagram, TikTok, at oplpodcast. You can support at patreon.com slash show. And that's all. See you guys next time. 